Alright legends, welcome along to Hellmouth Hotline, I'm your host Rodney Stewart and we're doing another little episode of Angel in this episode, a little chat about it and just this is the the Horror Appreciation Podcast in all its forms, not just movies but TV shows as well so uh, yeah, we're doing Buffy and Angel and uh, at the moment on Fridays we're going through the, the Halloween movies so this one here is uh, episode 5 of season 1 of Angel. Uh, the episode is called Room with a View. Although the, t- the title itself is RMW slash A VU, Room with a View. So uh, this episode, Cordelia is needing a new apartment, or a new place to live in. And uh, Doyle gets... And the trouble for some of us. Uh, checks and balances, not balancing, more or less. Uh, people are after him for money in this episode. And uh, it's a good episode, and one that when I originally watched it, it did catch me out the end to it. So if you don't want this one spoiled, by all means, turn this podcast off. Don't give me the listen. Go check out the episode, it's a really, really good one. Uh, much better than I given it credit for when I was watching it the first time. It's one of these ones that kind of catches you off guard. You think this is going to be one of these uh, crap little episodes, but it actually turns out to have a really, really good ending to it. So I'm going to spoil the crap out of it for you in this episode of the podcast. So at the beginning, Cordelia, she's upset that she's went for yet another uh casting for a, a TV commercial it didn't work out well, she didn't get it she's going over her lines, you know, and demonstrating to Doyle what she done, and of course he's madly in love with her so he's like, you know, I, I would have hired you on the spot, more or less so she's down in the dumps that the acting career, it's not advancing at all the apartment she's living in is a complete disaster the utilities don't work. There's cockroaches running freely. Uh, so she actually goes home that night and she sees, she turns on her TV and she sees a, a cockroach crawling across the screen and she freaks out. And Cordelia ends up calling Doyle. Last thing she wants to do. Uh, he even, at the beginning of the episode, offered her, you know, if you ever want a night to get away from it, New Year. You can come and stay at my place, you know. Uh, doing his best to be the, the knight in char- shining armour for her. But uh, it's just... It's n- not his style. Well, he wants to be cooler than he actually is. You know, that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah. She tries to call him. Can't get hold of him. Because there's a guy who's turned up at his place looking for money. So Doyle goes on the run at one point, but he, Doyle offers her to help Cordelia find a new place, um, yeah, so, eh, where are we at now, yeah, she's fleed the apartment, uh, tries to call Doyle, but he's, of course, he's getting visited by a a demon that's come to collecting one of Doyle's debts, uh, Doyle manages to escape, uh, 
he doesn't know that he's missed a, a call from Cordelia. So she turns up at Angel's apartment, spends the night there. She turns up with her suitcases and all packed. Angel's not at all happy <laughs> with her messy habits, but uh, uh, Doyle turns up the next morning. And she's sitting in the kitchen, she's got a dressing gown on her. And Angel, he comes out of his bedroom just after getting a shower and whatnot, and it's just a towel around him. And you know, he's complaining about the you've got peanut butter all over the bed. So, of course, Doyle puts two and two together and comes up with five million. And he's like, you know, how could you? You know, I was crazy about her. But uh, Angel's like, it's up in the wrong way her apartment. She stayed the night. And uh, he's that annoyed by her that uh, he offers to take care of Doyle's demon problems in exchange for Doyle getting her an apartment. So Doyle and Cordelia, they go hunting for apartments and everything they see is a disaster and uh, but Doyle he's con he's saying the whole time, you know, I know a guy that's got a great place. She doesn't wanna hear of it because of the other disasters of Doyle's guy Doyle's guys. So uh eventually she lets Doyle you know, what about your guy? Let's go check out that place. So uh turns out this apartment that this guy had picked up for them or got word of. Uh, even the the girl that's showing them around the apartment, she's like, it just became available. I don't even know how you found out about it. And Doyle gives her this side-eye sort of glance and a little cheeky grin. And she's like, this is absolutely perfect. It's horror. Obviously, since leaving Sunnydale, we know what happened there. She was the the popular girl in high school, lots of money, rich parents, but they lost it all because they weren't paying their taxes. So she went from riches to rags in the matter of a few weeks, more or less. And this apartment is kind of like her attempt to regain the person she was. But uh, they agreed to take it. But she tells Doyle that there's an unsightly wall that needs to be removed. And that'll just add to the perfection of it. So, deal closed. Uh, in the meantime, Angel, he's at Doyle's apartment. He's waiting for this demon to turn up. Guy called Griff. Uh, they fight. And Griff, he explains that his boss no longer cares about the money. But he needs to make an example of Doyle by having him killed. And Angel... Says, I'll get Doyle to pay. Uh, so they come to an agreement, or so we think at this point. Uh, meanwhile, back at Cordelia's apartment, she discovers that uh, the apartment is haunted when the music plays. Mu the radio turns on, starts playing by itself. Uh, yeah, so she's trying to. She's stuck on top. Her bed starts to levitate during the night, and there's all these noise and ghostly things happening. And the next morning, she's like going around her apartment. She moves this chair a little bit. You know, she's just like, you know, fresh day, nothing bad here. Not going to get freaked out. And when she closes the mirror in the bathroom, you see this old woman stand behind her, and obviously the ghost. So she's moving chairs about the sitting room. There's a little 
chair just as she walks through the door and she moves that little button. Of course, the chair moves itself back and then she moves it out further and the chair crashes against the wall and shatters. Just as Doyle and Angel turn up and uh, she opens the door, Doyle walks in and Cordelia's like, oh, of course you can't come in unless I invite you and before she gets a chance to say anything, uh, even, you know, finish her sentence, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, you can't come in unless and Angel walks through the door and she's He's like, you said never you got a place I was totally invited over. So she's like, oh, these rules are a bit weird, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're not there that long to... That's uh, very clear to both Angel and Doyle. The place is haunted. Uh, they get Cordelia out of the apartment. She's struggling as they're dragging her through the door, promising that... Uh, They'll perform an exorcism, and uh, I'll get, I'll die before I give up this place. And when they leave, you hear the voice of this old, the ghost of this old lady say, "Okay, dearie, if that's what you need, or if that's what you want." So, uh, yeah, she then explains to Angel that she feels that she's been punished for the awful life that she knew the way she was in high school, but the way she just said whatever she wanted to say when she wanted to say it just because she knew she could get away with it and she thinks that everything has happened to her up to this point is punishment for that and uh, this apartment is her way of like as I said earlier her way of getting back to that life again so the team they start to research the building's history for a clue to who the ghost might be and the evidence of points to Pod and Mearson Pod and Mearson? Maud Pearson, even. <laughs> uh, they got the name from the the arms above the... Uh, it's like a crest for the family name. And uh turns out she had bought the apartment block and took a unit in there as well. And they can't work out exactly why she would be haunting the building because it wasn't a violent death she dropped dead from a heart attack while Doyle goes to pick up supplies for the exorcism Angel finds out from uh, Kate Lockley the detective that Maud Pearson having died of the heart attack and her son Dennis with whom she was fighting because she disapproved of his fiance vanished the same day more or less uh, it seems clear to Angel that they, the son killed the mother, then skipped town with the girlfriend. Uh, but then, thinking about it, uh, Angel learns that there, there were never any <coughs> been any murders reported in the apartment since that. But he says there's a, a, a type of killer that uh, kills people and makes it look like they took their own life. So they look into that side of things, and it turns out there was uh, a string of young girls that had taken their own lives in the apartment. Um, back at the office, Cordelia gets a a call. Uh, the answer machine gets it, then she comes on. Uh, of course, then the answer machine records the message, and it's a angel's voice saying, "Meet me at the apartment. We'll get this sorted out." 
But when she gets to the apartment, it turns out it's the ghost imitating Angel's voice. Uh, Angel and Doyle realizing what happened. You know, they find they they come back. To their, well, Angel rings from the police station just as Doyle gets to the office, and he plays back the message to Angel. And Angel, that's not my voice. I didn't leave that message. So they work out what's happened. So they head off to Cordelia's new apartment. Um, she's on there. She's getting attacked by the ghost of Maud, and begins to reach the point of emotional collapse under the the spate of abuse. Uh, targeting Cordelia's feelings of worthlessness, and uh, this like electric cable comes down and like goes around her neck and lifts her off the ground. The ghost disappears, but just then, Doyle and Angel arrive just in time to rescue her. Uh, they begin to, the exorcism without Cordelia, who's at this point she's like just on the floor and tears sobbing due to the the tormenting that this ghost has given her. She's just like again just pressing on the every everything that's going on in Cordelia's head. <clears throat> the feeling of been uh useless, you know, she thinks she's getting punished by the universe for the the bad person that she used to be. So the ghost is really pushing into this here and she's really seems like she's broken her this point um everything in the room is flying at this point just everything it doesn't kneel down and there's just like a hurricane in the middle of the room as they're trying to do this exorcism but they can't get it finished and they decide to turn tail and leave uh but the door to the apartment bursts open three demons are there with guns determined to kill doyle the guy the demon angel thought he had made a deal with earlier in the episode turns up with two heavies with him and a fight breaks out of course and the ghost of Maud is you know she literally using like, like telekinetic powers pulls Cordelia back into the bedroom to continue tormenting her on her own uh when Maud eventually calls Cordelia a bitch, it reminds Cordelia of her former reputation and she begins to fight back and she just turns into the, the classic Cordelia that we knew from like seasons one and two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where she's just like the big and bad girl from Sunnydale and like I'm not a little, uh, little cry Buffy, you know, that sort of deal. And she's just like, I'll tell you what's going to happen now. You're going to pack up your little ghost bags and you're going to get the hell out of my house. And the, the ghost disappears. This has kind of broken her power over Cordelia at this point. There's a, a psychic connection between the two. And it's like a doorway. You know, once the door's been opened, you can go through it. Like it's not just a one-way door. It's like both ways. So like the, this connection lets the ghost screw with her. But equally, it lets Cordelia screw back with the ghost. So, um, the fight that's happening with Angel and these three demons and Doyle out in the, the, the living room of the apartment. Uh, Griff eventually gets his neck broken. One of the other guys gets stabbed by knives that uh, 
Maud had thrown across the room. Um, yeah, so Cordelia comes out. Everything stops whenever she tells the, the ghost to get out. It breaks whatever's happening. Everything, it's the tornado of furniture. It's flying around the room. falls to the ground. It's just uh, one of the heavies runs. One's dead. Angel's taking care of Gruff. And uh, Cordelia walks out into the sitting room. And Angel, he's like, well, whatever you've done, you must have found her centre. Broke her spell, what happened? She's just like, well, she had pissed me off. But just then, Cordelia is <coughs> almost possessed. <coughs> and her eyes fade over, the colour of her eyes kind of fade out slightly. And she goes into like a trance. And she lifts this uh, lamp from the corner, this you know, big long stand on it. And she starts hitting the wall with it. The wall that she had said earlier in the episode. That wall needs removed and then the whole place will be perfect. As she breaks through the wall, the bricks start to fall. And the the ghost of Maud then appears again in the room. And she's looking worried and almost heartbroken. And as the wall falls apart it exposes a, a rotten skeleton and uh, this presence of a second ghost starts to appear and then we get a flashback that shows that what happened actually happened was Maud wasn't killed by her son Dennis and Dennis ran away with the fiancé Maud prevented Dennis from leaving with his fiancé by actually bricking him up alive behind this wall and when she was finished it Maud then had the heart attack and died and she screams in present day, the present day ghost of Maud screams as she sees the skeleton and the, the ghost of Dennis appears as like a weird skull and crossbones sort of a thing uh, and Banishes the mother's ghost forever. Like just the, the the power of this thing goes through horror, and she just disappears in the flash. Um. So, all's fine and well. Everything's sorted. Angel remains Doyle at the end of the episode. That he's gonna need to reveal his background at some point. Uh, during the episode, Angel was trying to get through to Doyle. You know, why do you love this way? You know, it's you know people coming after you all the time and. Doyle, he's kind of running his life like a, a no-budget godfather sort of thing. You know, I do a favour for one person and that person does a favour for me. It's a system that, you know, checks and balances and whatnot, but some of his checks didn't balance. And he's been like, you know, what's wrong with loving, I guess? But uh, at the end of the episode again, we have the, the little chat between Angel and Doyle where it's like, you know, we're going to have to uh, reveal whatever's going on in your background, and Doyle agrees sometime. But back with Cordelia at her house, uh, she's found her on her bitch again. She now feels comfortable speaking with her son at Yale friends. Uh, earlier in the episode, one of her friends tried to call her, and she was avoiding answering the call, because she just, again, on her head, complete and utter failure at this point, but now she's got this apartment, everything sorted out. She gets on the phone call, and she's having the... 
the old school Sunnydale chat with one of her friends. And she's like, I've got a roommate, but that's okay. I never see him. And at that point, you know, he, there's a ton of Pepsi or Coke or something beside her. And that starts to slide across the, the desk. The way a ghost would be messing about. It turns out it's the ghost of Dennis. You know, he's got rid of his mother, but he stayed on in the apartment. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, He'd be doing things like moving stuff about and she'd ask him to stop him on the phone, turn on the TV or the radio or something. It's like, no, 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 Dennis, Phantom Dennis. Whenever I'm on the phone, that's quiet time. And the, the TV will turn off again. So that's where the episode closes out at. Um, that's a great, great little episode. As I say, I've just completely destroyed it for you here in this podcast. But again, one of those ones that you think it's going to be one of the dud episodes, but it actually turns out to be fantastic. And Charisma Carpenter, as Cordelia in this episode, is fantastic. Her acting in this, pretty spot on. You know, she's, I think she's an under, underrated gem, I think, when it comes to acting. Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I've seen her on recently that just I think she's capable of far more and you do get to see it in this run of Angel uh, yeah you only got to see slight pieces of it in seasons 1 and 2 of Buffy but whenever you get into the the heavier emotional stuff with Cordelia's character She's very, very good, and this is a, a great example of it in this episode. So, fantastic episode and the entire series. I don't believe there's one dud episode. Just thinking back on it now, I've got clear memories of the Angel series and a half of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I can't recall any episodes on it where I would just say, no, you can skip over that one because it's not that good. Yeah, that's a great great series um, well that's a great that's a great show five seasons worth of it and sort of gutted that it only got the five now, I think now if memory serves I think it might have been fell victim to one of the writer strikes back in the day I think it was cut short uh, if memory serves might be completely wrong but I think that's what happened anyway Great, great little episode and a great, great series. I would highly recommend it to you. If you never seen the Angel spin off the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and you did like the Buffy, Slayer, Buffy the Vampire Slayer series, yeah, this is definitely viewing that you needed to go and check out. Right, guys, that's going to do it. So until the next episode, whatever you're doing, please stay safe. And if you want to get in contact with the show, Hellmouthhotline, gmail.com, all good stuff. Share it long, check out the website, coinsagemedia.com, and I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.